Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time once again as we are talking football and Week 15 as we will attempt to pick up the pieces. Uh, we managed to grind our way out with a little bit of profit this week, but boy, it was not easy. Kickers all over the place doing weird stuff, and some kickers coming through for you, weird safeties at the ends of games off where there's nine laterals that uh, go in before it goes into the back of the end zone, costing people money. It's just what an insane week Week 14 was. Just It was an absolute trap week and a week where normally this podcast gets killed, but we managed to grind out just, just a little bit of profit, so that tells me we're uh, – we're really getting the hang of things. But uh, here to talk about Week 15 uh, with me, as always, is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am just fine, thank you. All right, good to have you back. Also joining us today is a man who would never cost his team a football game by chucking an opponent's shoe 20 yards down the field, Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? Christ. I'm all right. <laughs> that was a bad one. That was the worst. That was the worst thing I've uh, – I just – I was – stunned as i watched it at the time you didn't know that it would cost in the game you thought well there's a chance this cost in the game then it absolutely did it was just yeah it was bad oh yeah was... that was that was something else and like i don't know it was it was just and to top it off that wasn't even the most crazy thing that happened in football because we had weird like lamar jackson was he or wasn't he pooping situation i just i don't <laughs> get it anytime i just is it strange that the internet anytime somebody runs to the back claiming cramps they just default to saying oh he was pooping he was pooping, you guys. I think like, it's because Roberto, I think it's because of Roberto Luongo in the playoffs that time when he just yeah. like flat out said what had to happen. Now, yeah. ever since then, everyone's like, "Oh, it's the same thing." But in this particular case, everyone's still saying it, even though Lamar Jackson came out like with the bandage on his arm where he got the IV. Yeah, like, right. Like, yeah, it, like, clearly. If, was... if, if if he if he was defecating, uh, they uh, it's it's a long con. They 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 went really hard to make sure that uh, that that there was some sort of excuse for it not to be that, but it very yeah. clearly was not. Not only that, but waiting till the exact moment of Lamar being like, okay, guys, I'm gonna wait till the exact moment to run out of the tunnel for showmanship, right? And then I'm gonna I'm gonna come <laughs> oh, out in the fourth. fourth. Second quarterback is injured. Yeah, okay, let's do it now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Now's my time to jog back Cleveland out. on the money line oh. when it's fourth and five and McSorley goes down. This is the second drive McSorley was in there. Fourth and five, McSorley goes down. You're thinking, I'm thinking to myself, like, I think I'm going to win this bet. And then Jackson comes out, and you're like, well, hopefully they don't convert this fourth and five. Then they play man, which is what teams just should not do against Baltimore because you see what happens. Uh, they play man, everyone go down the field, and Jackson is about to take off, and there's 20 yards ahead of him. I'm like, oh, man, they're going to at least be able to, to get a first down here. And then Jackson throws the ball. I'm like, oh, okay. And then there's no one within 10 yards of Hollywood Brown. Oh, no. So it was just like the gamut of emotions on that play. Yeah. I Well, I was on the opposite side. Now, I, I had Baltimore with the pick because I got the best of the number, which is good. So I didn't have to go through any of that. Uh... That, like that, all that that lateral was nothing but non. It was nothing but meaningless to me. <laughs> but uh, although I got a little bit, like the third time, once the, the once third? the Browns got it all over the field, 
to the or once the Browns got it to the other side of the field, I was like, okay, you can go ahead and tackle him now. I don't need any sort yeah. of play. You know, there was like, one spot when 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 Landry had the ball and started to run for it a little bit, and I'm like, yeah, oh, wait, did they have something? And then like you know, Baltimore covered up pretty quick. But there was one time in that series of laterals where like, well, maybe. And then, yeah, there yeah, there was that half a second where yeah, you were probably going maybe, and I was like, no, and then yeah, and then all of a sudden they were in well, the back of the end zone. Why that happened like once every ten years? Yeah. Uh, uh, the Miami, we saw the Miami New England one two years ago. Mm-hmm. So therefore, that's uh, or was that last year? I think it was last year actually. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. no, because Gronk. No, it was two years ago because Gronk. Oh, because Gronk was on the field, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was two years ago. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're not doing another one of those for another eight nine years. Probably yeah. That that was God. What a hell of a game though. That that Monday nighter was just an absolute that like. Was, I, I thought that the best NFL game so far this season was uh, the Thursday nighter with uh, or was that no sir was that the Sunday nighter with Sarah, uh, Seattle and Arizona? I think it was Sunday nighter with the DK Metcalf chase down. Arizona wins in overtime. That was I thought the best game of the year until Monday night. That was that was nuts. Yeah, a couple of big balls drive like mo- like multiple big balls drives by by. Uh, Field Lamar and Jackson. Jackson and 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 Baker Mayfield and even Trace McSorley had a great play on a third and ten there in that in that last drive right before Lamar came back out of the tunnel. Yeah, um, yeah man, just just an excellent excellent football game. Did you have any action in that one, Bill? No, no, not in the Monday nighter. Just pure joy. <laughs> that was the eh? best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pure joy. Yeah, it was uh, it was something in a good yeah. way. Some of the notable uh, gambling moments for that one, obviously, where we had one of the greatest moments in gambling history of all time, where the, the final line on that one was Baltimore minus three, three and a half in some places. So if you ha- had the uh, the Cleveland plus three and a half, and they started laddering it, you're like, I'm fine. And then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> right? Like, so bad. Um, yeah, you're at least thinking you're pushing. Well, okay. And actually, as soon as Cleveland ties the game, Mm-hmm. you're saying to yourself, well, I push. That's the, the worst thing that happens to me is I push because either Cleveland misses, or no, not even ties the game, but as soon as they score the touchdown, because you're thinking to me, the worst thing that happens is I push because the way that this shakes down is Cleveland is going to score and then either Baltimore comes down and gets the field goal or they don't. I guess you have to be worried about Baltimore scoring the touchdown in overtime, but you're thinking to yourself, if this game ends in regulation, the very, very worst thing that happens to me is a push. And your pre- preference, of course, will be Parky missing the extra point if you have uh, if you have Baltimore minus three, mm-hmm. but or Cleveland plus three rather. But uh, yeah, uh, the fact that you didn't at least get the push was uh, was pretty bad. Yeah, oh, it's just absolutely terrible. And like Baltimore, I think when they were down live betting when they were down thirty four twenty, I think the Baltimore to win the game was plus seven hundred, and they took the lead in that game for for God's sake. Yeah. So man, there was a lot yeah, going on in that game. How many were they up by when uh, – oh, no, they were only up by one when Baltimore scored to uh, – yeah, and then uh, Dobbins gets a two-point conversion. The Browns come back to uh, – yeah, geez. The, yeah, they got the lead, though, was the thing. Like, it was on the table yeah, that they were yeah. going to win that football that game. Point in that football game was down by – uh, was down by 14 and eventually was in the lead. That is absolutely a thing that happened. Yeah, two blocked extra points, which wreaked havoc on the overs and the unders and the strategy and stuff, too. God, what a football game. Yeah, game of the year so far. Yeah, game of the year so far. Um, this game actually had uh, certain books, if you can believe this or not. I've never even heard of this, but websites like FanDuel and stuff are starting to dip their toe into uh, they've been or the uh, sports betting all year. But they've been doing all these like wacky, wacky um, giveaways. Promos to get people, and, yeah. 
Yeah, promos and stuff were like, if you bet, like, like one of the promos I saw for FanDuel on Monday, or for the, the game tomorrow night, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, Chargers Raiders, was if you bet $5, you can win $75 if Justin Herbert throws a touchdown pass. Like, that's it. Like, you bet $5 on, on FanDuel, they'll give you $75. They'll, they'll pay that out. What is that? That's 12 to 1 that they'll pay that out? If, if Justin Herbert throws yeah. a touchdown pass, that's it. Like they're doing all sorts of crazy crap like that. I'm, I, you, must I guess... have, you must have to like when you when you buy in and and, for, and and get to place bets like that as your welcome bonus. Mm-hmm. There must be a situation where you can't cash anything out until you played this bet through three times or or whatever it is. That, there, there must be. I haven't looked at I haven't looked at the the, the fine print, mm-hmm. but it has to be something like that. Absolutely. Like we've, we've seen that happen to some friends of ours on, on playing, you know, playing blackjack on, on some of those online websites where it's like, you know, sign up for 500 and we'll match it. And then the second you bet more than like $3 or something on a hand, they're like, you know, this contract is void or something like that. Right. (laughs) Like they've got, yeah, like they've got all, all sorts of like weird. So yeah, you gotta be, be, you know, be careful out there on those sites, everybody with, with those like free promos. I, I for one, never trust those free promos. It's just, read the fine yeah absolutely read the fine print on those on those promos is the best uh uh advice i can but uh what i was gonna say is some of them refunded like a a FanDuel, i don't think specifically but some places like that refunded uh if you had cleveland plus three or three and a half because of that lateral and i'm like yeah i I was like i've never even heard of that in my entire life (laughs) my entire life has been if that happens to you well sol right like Jeez, I would suspect there might have been a situation where there wasn't an, a, a whole lot of money on Cleveland minus three and a half Must or plus three or plus three rather. So they're thinking to themselves, the fact that this is going to like make a bunch of news sites is worth us giving these people their money back. That yeah. must have been the calculation. That has to be it because it's happened. I know FanDuel did it earlier in the year with that college football game. I can't remember exactly who was involved, but I think it was like Mississippi and somebody else where there was a, a pass interference call that flipped the game. Like, like there, there, there was an untimed down because of it, just a god-awful pass interference call. And then, of course, the team scored on the next play. And it absolutely flipped the, the game. Like, the team that should have won lost. And then same for the spread as well. And uh, the people ended up, like, websites like FanDuel ended up refunding because the, the play was so egregiously bad that they were like, okay, this isn't a bad beat. This is a crime. Like, like we should investigate this because it looks like this, like, referee might have put money on the game based on how bad this call is. It was, it was, it was bizarre, man. I like, but it's crazy because I've never heard of it. But I, I suspect you're right, Craig, that that it was just they're thinking this will bias um, more people betting down the line, and then they'll make more money that way. I'm, that's got to be their strategy, right? Um. All right, so that's it for uh, recapping week 14. What do you say we discuss a little week 15? And we got some Saturday games this week, you guys. God bless it. Um, But first up, tomorrow night, the Los Angeles Chargers coming off a weird, weird, uh, the attrition bowl, I guess you would call that, between them and the Falcons. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) wow. I just, man, I, I was texting... I was texting you guys, just going, "Is this, is this really happening right now?" And then something else had happened. I'd be like, "Did that, did that really happen right now?" And then a third thing happened, and I was like, oh, "Okay, here we are. These two, it's just gonna be like, eventually, these two teams like are gonna throw so many late game interceptions that a black hole is just gonna open up and suck everybody in, and that game's not gonna count anymore." But eventually, the Chargers managed to uh, kick a field goal. 
Uh, and three picks or four picks in the fourth quarter. Like it was, yeah. Including like three in the last, like with under, like after the two minute warning or some garbage, right? Like it was just, Oh, it was wild. And then the Anthony Lynn thing at the end of the first quarter with the missed field goal, right. Or like the missed, like what the hell was that? That was the worst sequence I think of the entire season. And we currently have a team in week 15. That's Owen 14. And the, the chargers are somehow the proud owner of the, the, the dumbest sequence. Uh, with the the way they behaved at the end of the first half, not getting the field goal off. Just bizarre. Um, Chargers are heading into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders are minus three. What do you think, Bill? I think you got to go with the the Raiders here. I think they're at home. It's a short week. You, you got a team that struggled, but they can air it out. And the Chargers defense has not looked good. Uh, so I think uh, between the two teams, the the Raiders do a little bit better here. So give me the Raiders. I agree with you. Um, here are the arguments against that. Um, first off, the, the Raiders have been very bad recently. I mean, they, they offensively, they looked all right in the first half against the Colts, but then the Colts kind of shut them down after that. Defensively, they've been tragic the last month, so then you yeah. have to yeah, you have to wonder. They should have lost to the Jets. They like they basically should be on a four game losing streak right now, but right now they've lost three out of four and they squeaked out one against the Jets out with a with a miracle Hail Mary play. Um where the Jets may or may not have been trying to lose on purpose. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. And um Yeah, and the Chargers obviously they, they just have more talent on the offensive side of the ball, presumably, because apparently Eckler and Keenan Allen are a little bit questionable for tomorrow night's game, so we'll wait and see what the development is on that one. I'm with you though, Bill. Allen, I think I think Allen's gonna go. Allen's gonna go. I'm reading Allen's going. At least that's what the Chargers believe right now that Allen's gonna go. Okay. Uh, here's the injury report, the portion of the injury report that I'm concerned about. I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the out section next to the Raiders. We've got Jonathan Abram, Damon Arnett, Cleveland Farrell, Nick Morrow. Those are four defensive starters. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say their defensive starters were quite devastating. Gonna, I remember. Like you have to at least look at that and think to yourself, uh, "Hey, this might be a fun football game where no one stops anybody." Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it will. Yeah, uh, and, and if that's the case, you know, maybe maybe you still want the Raiders. Um, but um, not that you were counting on the Raiders to get you stops when you're betting on them, but count on them even less than normally is what I would say. <laughs> That's true. I think I think I just I still want Las Vegas though because Vegas is is the better team, and the fact that this line is only three points, um, I, I want Las Vegas. Yeah, I think well, so. We all agree. Made Ty Hilton look like old Ty Hilton. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it was they, bad. They but, made like, Jonathan Taylor look like Wisconsin Jonathan Taylor. They made a lot of guys look like people that are different. <laughs> <laughs> Career highlight like, reel. Yeah, and like, let's be honest. Like, do you really want to like even getting three? You want money on like first off, it's Justin Herbert on the road, so it is a rookie quarterback on the road. But like, yeah, like, do you want to put money on do Anthony you want to bet Lynn right money now? On Anthony Lynn making good decisions. The answer to right. that, of course, is no. So I think I'm going. I I think I I I'm with you guys. I think we all go Vegas here, but I think we should take it one step further and go super sharp. I think we should take the Raiders and the under in this game. Cause it looks so like the, yeah, the under. Cause I think like the, 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 it's only 53. I know, but the, over, that looks so easy. That looks so easy. That is, they're, they're trying to bait us. I, I think I'm going to go super sharp on this one and go, go Raiders with the under just cause I'm crazy. If you don't have the stomach for it, you don't have to join me. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I, like, here's the thing. I honestly looked at that. Under, I, I expected it to be 56 or 57. I mm-hmm. really did. 
I know they're baiting you to take the over, but let's not do it. Let's 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 be sharp and take the Raiders with the under on this. That's that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna recommend. Um, speaking of some sharp plays, welcome to the Saturday night games, everybody. Uh, first up, the Buffalo Bills coming off a hot hot victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Something going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though they're easily gonna cruise into the playoffs. They're heading into Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos, and the Bills are six and a half point road favorites. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, I want no part of this. Uh, six, like th- th- this has, like, I don't think Buffalo loses, but this has all the signs of a letdown game where Buffalo's a little sloppy. Yes, that game against Pittsburgh, that game against Pittsburgh, like the 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 twenty six to fifteen final score was flattering for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. In the second half, yeah. like Diggs and Allen were just doing literally whatever they wanted. Like it, Diggs was open every play. It felt like. Um, I think that the Steelers right. are the Steelers are missing Bud Dupree. And the Steelers are missing Devin Bush. And I like the, the defense has enough good players on it that you can sort of cover that up against a lot of NFL teams, but against Kansas City, which is something that the Steelers have to be worried about, and against the second best offense in the AFC, which I think that we all have to agree now belongs to the Buffalo Bills. Um it's you 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 don't have those guys is gonna be a problem. And if if Diggs is allowed to just, you know, like and he's one of the best route runners in in, in the world. But if, if he's running these type these great routes and getting open like this you, and you're not getting any pressure on Allen, yeah, they're going to score against you. A lot of points. And the first half, Buffalo was sloppy. Second half, that offense was humming. So I think I like the Broncos and the points, um, even though the Bills look great the other night. I think it just has the signs of a, game, a, a letdown game where Buffalo just kind of like, you know, does just enough to win. Completely agree. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree. It's it, uh, the... This is the sharp play. The sharps are going to be on the Broncos. There's a very good chance for a sharp Saturday here. If it, like, because the sharps are going to be on the Broncos, and they're definitely going to be on the Panthers. We'll talk about them in a second. So, if if the Broncos and Panthers cover, which I'm hoping they do, um, the sharps in Vegas are going to have a good day because you know the public's going to be on Buffalo and Green Bay all weekend, right? Um, I like the Broncos in this spot. Uh, I was just looking it up, Craig. According to DVOA, you are correct. The second best uh, offense in the AFC is the Buffalo Bills. They are ranked seventh overall. The only AFC team ahead of them is the number two ranked uh, in the number two ranked Kansas City Chiefs. Other teams ahead of them, all AFC: Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Can- or I already said Kansas City, Seattle, and Arizona. Yeah. Some people are hating on Cliff Kingsbury. And look, I think Cliff Kingsbury makes some bad in-game choices. Maybe he's the new Andy Reid from the perspective of, oh, the playbook is really cool, but geez, do you ever make some dumb decisions when you're when you're on, actually on the sideline? Yeah. Maybe that's what Cliff Kingsbury is. But yeah, that, anyway. yeah, that, that might be the great comparison. Um, Buffalo Bills minus six and a half on the road in Denver. What do you think, Bill? I kind of like the Bills here. I don't feel like the Broncos like they haven't played that many good defenses. Like the the best defense they played in the last while was the Saints. Obviously that game was a complete write off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like I mean we're talking Raiders, Chiefs, Panthers. Like not twenty against Miami. Mm-hmm. Miami yeah, that's good... the only one I was looking at where I'm like, okay, Miami's defense is is pretty solid, and, and they were at home that that game too so i i think i like the the bills i do think that the bills defense is going to make the broncos really struggle um but i don't know if i want to lay too much money on this one yeah i i, I i'm with craig i think the broncos is a play feels like a letdown spot for the bills where if they win they just kind of squeak it out at the at the end and and uh 
Yeah, it's going to be tough. Saturday, weird afternoon game. Thing, if you're the Bills and you're looking at playoff scenarios in the AFC, mm-hmm. you're almost certainly not moving down. You yeah. have you probably have to lose the rest of the way to move down. Mm-hmm. That's not going to to move up. Pittsburgh has to lose to one of the three teams they've got left on the schedule, which is Cincinnati this week. I think that's unlikely. Now, the Colts game next week, Pittsburgh could lose, but it's in Pittsburgh. And then week 17, they're playing the Browns, Pittsburgh is. The Browns, I would suspect, will be home and cool by them without the ability to move up or down. So, I don't know if I'm if I'm the Bills, I'm not looking at the, my schedule and thinking to myself, geez, we have to win out here. Like, if you go one and two, you're probably the three seed. Yeah. Who's that uh, right now? Who would they project to get if they're the three seed? If the playoffs started the day, Bills, Colts, and Orchard Park, New York, which I think that sounds like. God, the AFC wildcard weekend is going to be a treat, an absolute treat. Well, something I sent to you, speaking of just Bills, Colts, and Orchard Park, New York, something I sent to you before the the, the Sunday night game, and I tweeted this out. I am, like, there's a lot of awful things that have happened because of COVID-19. I don't think that anyone can dispute that. But from a sports perspective, one of the worst things is the fact that there wasn't a Bills all-day tailgate before a night game against Pittsburgh when the Bills and Steelers are two of the three best teams in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I Just probably... think, think about how awesome that tailgate would have looked. Think about how long those people would have been drinking. Think about how much time how many... they would have had to consider. Well, how I much how lighter tables they could have gone through. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> And think about the people who would have had been wearing Terrell Owens Bills jerseys only to see those jerseys lit a flame when they were power slammed through those tables. <laughs> there's just there's just so many things we missed out on because of yeah. the goddamn pandemic. And as much as I say that would have been the game, if Bills versus Colts is the Saturday night game the, the, on the wild card weekend, look out. Like, that would have been nuts. But again, we're not going to get it because COVID is the worst. But, mm. geez, that would have been something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nation is the real thing. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. If this was a non-COVID year and the league had the choice as to whether you put the Bills at 8 p.m. on Saturday or 1 p.m. on Sunday, I think someone in the league office would have said, you know what, for the safety of everyone involved, let's put them at 1. I really <laughs> yeah, I think that so. conversation would have happened. <laughs> I, 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 it sounds like a joke, but I truly believe that's a conversation that would have happened in the NFL office. Certainly something. I would, I would, ha- I would honestly... In terms of what the fans have lost and, and what the fans of the fans, like you and I, were just wanting to hear all the the social media stuff, what the Bills fans are doing, I would say the, that not being able to let Bills Mafia go crazy uh, on Sunday night was probably number two biggest fan tragedy this year. Number one with a bullet being the uh, Houston Astros getting to play in empty stadiums all summer long. Yes. Right? Well, you know what? Well, yeah. yeah. It'll be t- in 2021. There'll be fans around, but it still won't be quite the same as like the anger that would have was permeating uh, mm-hmm. in the early part of 2020. But you're yeah, right. That is. We've, yeah, that we've is had too, too much time to cool off. I think you know. No, I, 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 like I, like the right. Astros will be booed. It just won't be a, a spectacle be, when. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next up, Saturday night, 8:15, the Carolina Panthers head to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Green Boy, Green Bay, sorry, eight and a half point favorites uh this is an easy one you take the panthers you get teddy covers uh he's getting eight and a half that green bay defense um just can't cover these high spreads that they're getting public will be all over green bay i'm gonna be on the panthers they're gonna be one of my five what do you think bill 
Yeah, not as confident as you because, yes, I think the Green Bay defense is pretty porous, but I think that Carolina defense isn't great. And, and I don't know. I mean, is Aaron Rodgers going to go 36 for 36 for 400 yards? Entirely possible. Um, I, I think it is a few too many points. Um, so I'll take Carolina, but uh, I'm not loving it. Uh, Green Bay Packers, eight and a half point favorites at home, Craig. I'm going to read you a stat line. Mm-hmm. 27 or 21 for 27 for 280 yards and four touchdowns. This was Drew Locke's stat line against this very same Panthers defense on Sunday. Yeah, that's fine. I think Aaron Rodgers, like this is just, I, 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 this is people come to this podcast for, for Mm -hmm. football analysis. And here's mine. Aaron Rodgers, I think is better at football than Drew Locke is. That's hard hitting. hitting. I don't know. Uh, Hold on. Let's not jump to conclusions. You know, (laughs) I, I, you know, I, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I really do believe that Aaron Rodgers is better at football than Drew Locke is. Um, I think that the Packers are going to move the ball with significant ease. The Panthers may be able to as well, but what they're going to have to do is exactly what Minnesota did when they went into Lambeau and got a win earlier this year. And Tampa Bay did to a, a lesser extent, which was, even though that game wasn't at Lambeau, the, the Packers only home loss this season was against Minnesota. Um, you just you got to run the ball a ton and be really efficient at it. Mm-hmm. The Panthers are going to be missing Christian McCaffrey. That uh, is not a surprise to anybody, but he's, he, he's not playing, and that's going to hurt their ability to run the ball a little bit. You, they, you probably need a transcendent Dalvin Cook-esque player in order to execute that game plan I was just talking about. But that's how you beat the Packers is you kind of run it down their throats. I'm fascinated I'm, to see what the Packers look like in Week 16 when they play Derrick Henry and friends. But... Um, Is Carolina going to be able to keep the ball away from Rodgers enough for this game to be close? That's the big question. Yeah, if this turns into a shootout, I think we both know where it's going. Yeah, exactly. I don't don't think the Panthers can win this game at all, but I mean, eight Eight and and a half is a lot. Eight and a half is... Quite a bit. That's fair for for a good offense that can score points too, right? Yeah. Like like this is not a like the Carolina Panthers do not have a bad, have a bad offense, and and we're talking about Teddy covers here. Teddy covers getting <laughs> eight and a half, right? You got we got to be on we got to be on that. So yeah, I'm gonna and be I'll on Carolina. You, like yes, the strong running game is great. The other way you can really eat up clock and keep the ball out of Rogers' hands is something Tom Brady's very good at, which is you know throwing for third and four and converting it every single time. Now that's mm-hmm. something in. Bridgewater's wheelhouse. Absolutely. Uh, just those high completion passes uh, that can keep the ball with with your offense. Uh, so it's, it's not impossible, but it's not easy. I just recommend that everybody Saturday night do what I'm going to do. Well, Thursday night, you do what I do, which is you take the Raiders in the under, and then you go into the fetal position. And Saturday, I'm going to say take the Broncos and the Panthers and then go into the fetal position. Those are the best things. That's the way to maximize your fun on Thursday and Saturday. That's Those are officially Matt Pierce's recommendations. Why not for... put the Broncos and Panthers into a teaser? Yeah, that's what I'll do. The, get the Broncos minus 12 and a half and the Panthers mm-hmm. minus 14 and a half. Or plus, oh, likely. plus. I'll likely do several facsimiles of that exact thing on Saturday for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on the Broncos and the Panthers on, on Saturday. Uh, let's head to Sunday. First game, 1 o'clock slate. Uh, this used to be so exciting, this matchup, but uh, who knows. The Houston Texans heading into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts minus 7.5 point favorites. Rematch of a couple of weeks ago when the Houston Texans fumbled the ball at the goal line, and enabling the Colts to win and cover 
the uh, four-and-a-half-point spread or whatever they had uh, that week. I remember I was on the Colts, and that was a very much-needed fumble. Um, Colts minus seven-and-a-half heading into Texas or heading into Houston. What do you think, uh, Bill? I like the Colts here. I think Houston has not looked good and looked even worse after losing Fuller. They're, I, I think they're ready to give up. And I think the Colts, they've impressed me more and more each week. They're playing good football, good defense. They should be able to confuse that Houston offense because they only really have one player on it. Um, give me the Colts. Colts getting minus seven and a half at home. What do you think, Craig? Well, Texans are tanking for the better draft pick, right? <laughs> oh man just, um, oh pour dirt on him craig just shovel that dirt. Yeah, no no it's, imagine you're a dolphins fan watching this texan season like yeah we have, oh, we have your first two draft picks like, yeah anyway oh so good like honestly uh, yeah. what do you what do you do like honestly if i walk into the uh if if they were like matt we're gonna put you in the gm room for the texans what, what's your advice my like Dig up, stupid. <laughs> you know, it's basically the, like, I got nothing, man. It's bad. Anyway, proceed, Greg. I will proceed. Uh, I want the Colts in this game. I just, I think that the Texans are not going to score a whole lot. So give me, uh, give me Indianapolis. They'll score enough to cover the seven and a half. The half makes me a little bit mm-hmm. wary, Even, so I don't think this is going to be one of my five. Yeah, but uh, I want hooking it here. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. I would be on the Colts side, but uh, I, th- I just think there's so many other better spots out, out there to, to bet. Uh, that Seven and a half. Me mm-hmm. a little annoyed. And from the perspective of uh, you're, you're up by 14 and Watson has the ball and there's two minutes left and you're like, I know what's about to happen to me. Like, yeah. I just want no part of that. Colts have their secondaries guys out there, the second stringers out in the yeah, prevent and stuff. Like, eh, yeah, it's a... Yeah. Stay away from that. Um, Next up, my beloved Detroit Lions heading into Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, This game currently has no line because we don't know about Matthew Stafford. I have seen Detroit plus 10.5. Are you guys – like I saw that earlier in the week. exactly that line right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. It is uh, Titans minus – which that tells me – That's the Chase Daniels line, right? That is absolutely the Chase Daniel line. So Mm -hmm. the, the books at this point that are offering this game believe that Matt Stafford will not be participating. Yeah. So if that is the case, the only thing I can recommend with the Lions going into Tennessee getting ten and a half would be if you if you have inside information that Matt Stafford is going to play, get on Detroit now. Otherwise, just stay the hell away from this game. What do you think, Bill? Detroit allegedly getting plus ten and a half with Stafford may or may not be starting. It's an awful lot of points, but I still think you take Tennessee here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have no interest in just taking the points with Detroit. If you don't see Matt Stafford here, I think Henry's going to have 250 yards. They're never going to be able to hold the ball, um, Detroit. Um, so Tennessee's going to walk all over them. So yeah. give me Tennessee. I think so, too. I think it's going to be a tragic, tragic mess for my Detroit Lions, and I just hope Matt Stafford hasn't played his last game for the Detroit Lions. I would like to see uh, one last game uh, before they have to trade him away in the offseason. Uh, anything to add on that one, Craig? Uh, no, I, uh, I don't, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, you, you hope Stafford plays, but if you're, if you're, if you're Stafford and you're the lions and there's even like, why, why are you doing this? Like just, no. Yeah. If he's seriously hurt, it doesn't, it doesn't make yeah. sense. It would just suck if, if the last play he had in a Detroit lions uniform was, uh, getting cheap shotted in Lambeau field by two guys who, uh, is in or, or was it was it in Detroit? Uh, either way, was him was him getting cheap shotted by two Green Bay Packers, and then the referees didn't even want to throw the flag until Stafford started coughing up blood, and then they were like, "Oh, geez, I guess we better call a personal foul on this." 
But, uh, yeah, that's what it takes for the Lions to get a personal foul in Green Bay. they got to get their quarterback sandwiched, and then they have to wait, and the refs have to come over and see him actually spit up blood onto the ice. Or onto the ice, Jesus. <laughs> like, onto the field. Uh, ooh, that was a crossover pod. That, that was a sports slip there, boy. Um, moving on to the next game. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, head into Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Buccaneers minus five-and-a-half-point road favorites. This game's not for the weak at heart, you guys. Because if you're gonna bet this game, you gotta take the, you gotta take the goddamn Falcons. That is so bad. I'm not gonna do it, but I, I just, I don't see any way around it. I think you gotta take the Falcons. What do you think, Bill? Um, I don't know. I, Matt Ryan without Julio Jones is not mm. that impressive. Um, and I don't know that we'll see Mr. Julio Jones in this game. I would say if, if Julio Jones plays, I'm taking the Falcons, and I'm actually pretty comfortable with it because they'll be able to at least score. Um, but without that, I don't know. I, I don't see them being able to move the ball, and I, I see no reason why the Atlanta defense is going to be able to slow down Tom Brady. Um, so I, I base it on Julio and, and take uh, the Falcons if he goes. Uh, Buccaneers land five and a half on the road. What do you think, Craig? I uh, would take the Bucks if I'm betting on this game, but I'm going to try to avoid it. I just is Atlanta is Atlanta really going to score enough without Jones? To, now Ronald Jones uh, is on the COVID list. I don't know whether he's a close contact or someone who's had it. Yeah, but uh, now that being said, uh, do the Bucks think that they're going to be in? Not I don't think they're in dire straight at running back with with Fournette and McCoy and Keyshawn Vaughn. I think that they should be okay. Uh, either way, um, I would probably. Uh, lean Tampa Bay if Jones is not part of the game, but it's certainly not going to be a game that I'm looking to bet on because I don't love the line. Uh, yeah, I'm just... I think I think you just take Atlanta, man. These te- like this these these teams play just weird the games. This, this is yeah, they 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 do, they do play weird games, that is true. But the Bucks are playing a defense that isn't particularly good, and this is the first time in a while that's been the case since the Carolina game. And they've had a buy in there. I think this just might be a get right game for Tampa where they say, okay, let's just, you know, let's ramp it up a little bit, score some points. Let's, let's show people what this is all about. Plus Tampa Bay has to win these games. So, um, that's, that's why I kind of like the Tampa Bay end of this. I don't know, Craig, the Bucks got the Lions next week. This might be a look ahead spot for the Bucks. (laughs) So, <laughs> That's a good point. We gotta be, you know, we gotta think about it. We gotta think about things like that. Uh, <laughs> next game, the Jacksonville Jaguars head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, this line opened up at minus thirteen and a half for the Ravens. It's minus thirteen now, so it's dropped half a point. Listen, again, if you don't have the stomach for it, don't bet this game because if you're betting this game, you have to you have to take Jacksonville. But it, that even sucks because you're not even getting the best of the number anymore because you lost that half point. Uh, what say you on this one, Bill? Uh, Ravens minus thirteen. Yeah, it's too many, so I take Jacksonville here, but nobody likes betting on Jacksonville. Nobody likes watching Jacksonville. Um, so take Jacksonville and never think about it again. Uh, anything to add on this one, Craig? Uh, no, I agree that Jacksonville's the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, next the up, the New England. That crazy game, it's just, just, it just, this just has sloppy, oh, okay, we won by six written all over it. Give me the Jags. Absolutely. Yep. Again, if you don't have the stomach for it, don't bet the game. Uh, next up, the New England Patriots head to Miami. What should be a somewhat decent football game. Patriots coming off uh, an extra rest after they got hosed, absolutely hosed by the Los Angeles Rams. I, I dare say 
the one of the worst losses of the Belichick era in New England, where just like man, did did they ever look? Yeah, that just that, that just was not, uh, that never ever once for a single play felt like a competitive football game. No, not 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 even. And like the Patriots it, even did the thing where they, they, they it was fourth and one, and then they were gonna kick the field goal, but then the Patriots went offside, and it was just like wow, you know that that, and then they ended up getting the full seven. It was just. Stuff like that doesn't uh, happen in the Belichick era. It's yeah, just weird. I, I, I couldn't agree more. The, the, the Rams came in with the game plan of, we're going to give Akers the ball 30 times and see what happens. Well, he had 200 yards. So they clearly just did whatever they wanted. And clearly that uh, mm-hmm. that formula worked out for them. Uh, that's typically not what happens to Patriots defenses. I think I want Miami in this game. I just don't see how New England scoring points. I just think that's... Not something that's going to happen. I think I want Miami. The Patriots struggled in Miami when the Patriots were good and the mm-hmm. Dolphins were bad. So now that the Dolphins are good and the Patriots are bad, uh, relatively speaking, I uh, I want uh, I want Miami in this game. Uh, yeah, I agree. Miami currently getting minus two at home. I'll tell you my favorite bet of the week. And again, this will be tough because it's low. Uh, 41 and a half is the over under. The under in this football game is my favorite bet Oof. of the week. Yeah, the under on 41 and a half in this it football game. It does feel like 16 to 6, doesn't it? Yeah, something like that. Like this this is going to be my this is going to be my favorite uh, bet of the week is the under in that football game. Um Dolphins getting minus 2 against the Patriots at home. What do you think, Bill? I, I don't know. This one this one kind of surprised me. I think Miami's a significantly better football team. Um give me Miami here. It's I think so too. Home. I think normally normally the rule is you don't make money betting against Bill Belichick and the Patriots, but this Dolphins team with Brian Flores, who I trust, and get it being the minus two put the short home favorite. Let's let's rest back on on those old school laurels. Um, you know, good coach and and Tua, man. I mean, I realize they were never the second half. I don't think you you kind of thought for a second the Dolphins were going to tie it, but but Tua definitely showed some some. Chutzpah. He was he, he was all right, but I never mm-hmm. felt in that game that oh yeah no Miami's going to win or no. Miami's but that's just that, that's, that's just not the Chiefs, I ever right? Felt, but that's just yeah. because Mahomes. We'll yeah, talk about and, Mahomes when he gets to Kansas City, but the fact that he had a game where he threw three interceptions and I never really felt like and took a sack for thirty yards. Mm-hmm. All those things happen in this football game. And I never really felt like the Chiefs were in trouble. That just shows you what sort of confidence you have in Mahomes from the perspective of, oh yeah, he'll pull this out, and he always does. Yeah, that was I, I had the Dolphins covering the game last week, and that was a sweat and a half, especially just, just the the last <laughs> the last ten minutes of real time in that game. I was just texting everybody, going, oh god, this I'm in a glass. I was just in a glass case of emotion. It was it was. Well, what you had was oh. Tyreek Hill go out of bounds when he could have ended the game, mm-hmm. which meant that the Chiefs had to kick a field goal to go up by nine. Mm-hmm. which they did. And then the Dolphins got close after the field goal. They but had they like did a 40-yard kick return or something yeah. like that, too. Yeah. yeah, but they did the smart thing of, let's kick the field goal now and hope to get the onside, then we can just try to hit the Hail Mary, which is yeah. what you should do. Thank you, and Brian Flores. They, and that's a good thing, because now you know you can supremely trust Brian Flores with your money going forward, too, right? Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pierce, you, you love kickers. Mm-hmm. And Jason Sanders hit a very long field goal for you. So that's I want true. to hear he you came- I want, he I want to hear you give me Sanders some props. Jay, Jason Sanders, I'll give you a thumbs up on that one for saving my butt, man. I don't allow me to be, what is this, year five, year six of this podcast? Let me be the first time 
to uh, allow this to be the first time that Matt Pierce ever says uh, thank you very much to a kicker. I guess I owe Justin Tucker a thanks, too, because he he nailed that big one. But while we're on the subject of kickers, I also bet the Minnesota Vikings last week (laughs) getting plus six and a half, which is is a natural transition into the next game, Bill, (laughs) the Chicago Bears and into Minnesota to take on your boys, the Vikings. And it can't be. Da- I'm gonna quickly Google Dan, Google Dan Bailey because it can, it simply cannot be Dan Bailey still kicking. It's a, a Mike Zimmer won't commit to Dan Bailey versus Week Four. Why? Like he should be setting pins in a bowling alley. Why is he even on the roster still? How about you just commit to him not being on the team? Let's just do that. Yeah, I don't get it. Vikings minus three. How to feel about your boys uh, this week heading into Chicago? You know what? Let me say this. If they had even a basic level of competency at kicker, they have a decent shot at winning a game against a good team. Yeah. In Tampa Bay, um, no less. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, so knowing that, can they go? Where is this one? Is it Minnesota or Chi yeah, they're, they're at home. It's in Minnesota. There yeah, is no reason why they bump. can't. You know, it's a tie game, and you just have to throw for the end zone because they're not kicking a field goal to beat Chicago. Um, absolutely. I go with Minnesota here. I think Minnesota is a significantly better team than Chicago. I think Chicago's offense is terrible and Minnesota's defense will be able to slow them down. Um, they're getting and, and, better. Yeah. They, they had, the Minnesota's defense, I thought had a nice game against Tampa. Like, oh, I know that Tampa Bay scored 26 points, but I thought Minnesota's defense played really well in that game. Yeah, I thought everybody in, in Minnesota, like first at the very least, they deserve to cover that football game. That was that was what Dan Bailey did to those guys. And and this is really gets to the heart of why I hate kickers. Cause everybody else on that team is like, basically plays a game where the afterwards their body feels like a goddamn car wreck. And how many years are they taking off the back end of their life and concussions and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And their careers. And in the cases of the most of the non quarterbacks, their careers are like five years tops. Yeah. And then this guy who doesn't, you know, he doesn't run sprints, goes out there and just misses these, these, you know, by NFL kicker standards, chip shots, right? Like, man, he missed some easy ones. And like Cousins, I thought played second bat, second worst. But a lot of that was the fact that Cousins is like, I gotta force crap here because we can't kick field goals, right? So he was just. Oh, Cousins it, took six yeah, sacks man. in the game. Now, t- there was a situation where Bailey missed a 52-yard field goal that Cousins took sacks on consecutive plays yeah. before mm-hmm. that kick. Which is suboptimal, but at the same time, it was like 51. You're like, well, most NFL kickers are going to at least have this kick be competitive, and Bailey's kick was not competitive. No. So I think, like, yeah. Yeah, like those balls, the second they were making contact with his foot, if you had money on the Vikings, you would see the trajectory, and you'd be like, nope. (laughs) Getting these three points. Yeah, that said. um, You know, the whole game's obviously different if he's hitting his kick. Like, maybe Tampa Bay's a little more aggressive offense and things like that but still that should have easily been a cover and that could have been a vikings win it really could have been yeah for sure um that said i'm gonna i'm gonna put my hand back in uh, into the uh, guillotine this week with the vikings I'm, I'm on them as well bill they're gonna be one of my five with the minus three i think the bears just had their little mitch trubisky uh performance uh last week another game that i was uh kind of on last week against the texans and uh i believe you had that one as well bill yeah you were on the the, the bears last week great call by you um uh, the, yeah. So I, I, I think Minnesota bounces back. It's just a good spot of the bears are the, 
not as good as they looked last week, and the Vikings are probably a little bit better than they looked, especially if they actually get a guy who can kick the ball through the uprights. But, like, if, if Dan Bailey is on the field for the Minnesota Vikings, I don't know, like, somebody's got to get fired for that, right? Like, that, that – The only thing I would say is that like COVID protocols guys. or whatever? Yes, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I would say is changing guys in and out of the roster comes with a little more complication this year than, than other years. But, yes, I would agree with that. I'll say also, this. If you're going for two, who do you want? What running back do you want in this league more than 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 Cook? Maybe just Henry. Well, you set no, the record say, for most two point con- the the Vikings set the record for most two point conversions in a single game in NFL history in Week One. They had four. Yeah, nuts. I think you get fifty percent of them just giving it to Cook up the middle. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that maybe well, that's, that's the play that's if they the get thing. in the end zone over over an entire season. I, I I I was looking up the the numbers and like sort of crunching the other day and over an entire season, if you went for two every time, you would have more points. Mm-hmm. You would finish the season with more points if you just right, but it, it really changes game script on the times you don't get it, and it yes, complicates things a little bit more than just more points. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that NFL teams should go for two exclusively. All I'm saying is that it's from from like look at it this way from a blackjack perspective, hitting on 16 against a 10, you're gonna bust frequently, but over the long haul, you're gonna wind up being better off. Going for two is the same thing. Yeah, football game is just a little more dynamic, right? Because you miss yeah. – if you get going for two, you go up by one point. It's like, okay, you're you're up by one point if it's, you know, eight to seven. But you're still a field goal away from losing, right? You haven't really changed your situation that much by getting the extra point. Yeah, and that's that's exactly it. So it's just – well, well I, 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 it's it's a philosophical concept. I would argue, though, that you would think, at least, that there's teams out there that just say, yep, we're a, we're a go for two team. You know, if you told me that, you know, let's say that the Patriots at one point, these these teams that are are very good at getting a couple of yards, if they're up around the 60, 70 percent, all of a sudden it's way better. Um, yeah. Not all teams are going to be like that, but good teams, I, I feel like they should be getting a more aggressive. Let's just say you're the Titans and you just announce to the other team. Oh, yeah, our play is we're going to go for two and pitch it to Henry every time. It wouldn't be that much less than 50%. No, <laughs> no I don't think so. Guys, so no. If you're any, like if you're Russell Wilson, what's he getting those on? 50? Like higher. Um, you roll Russell Wilson out to the right with a tight end and he's got two outs. Hit the tight end and run it in. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, Pittsburgh did it a little bit. The, the, the first year that they actually moved the field goal posts back, I remember Pittsburgh – uh, Mike Tomlin earlier was like, well, screw it. I'm just going to go for two every time and then stop doing it for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but eh, maybe he just got kicker that works. True, yeah. Um, next up, the Seattle Seahawks head to Washington to take on the football team. The Seahawks are minus five-point favorites in Washington. This game is the easiest game of the week to me. If the line stays at five Sunday morning, if Alex Smith is on the field for the football team, you bet the football team getting five. If it's Dwayne Haskins, you bet Seattle laying the points. Simple as that for this football game for me. I, I'm not. I'm not sure if I need more analysis than that. What do you think on this one, Craig? I agree entirely. Um, I, I've like. I think I'm going to make Washington one of my five either way. Do you think so? I, yeah. I. It might be like even with Haskins on the field, Washington may be the play. But I. I would just. Washington I would, defense. Is enough so for good. me to say, yeah, well, like, I'm getting five points with you at home? Okay. Like, the Washington defense is enough for me to say that. Like, Chase Young just wrecked a football game yesterday. Mm-hmm. He wrecked a football game, yes, uh, I shouldn't say yesterday, last week against the uh, 
against the 49ers. Like the, the, the 49ers, like Mullins was really lousy in that game, but the Niners should have won. Washington's offense was awful. And they managed to win the football game because Chase Young just wrecked it. And we might see more of that this week. Washington's front seven is really good. Obviously, Washington's very well-coached team. Uh, I will take uh, the Washington football team at home with the five points. Um, if Washington football team wins this game, I don't see how they don't win the NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> and you, uh, I mean, we, jo- we joked about the NFC East uh, all year, but then, I mean, if, if you got to go into Washington with that defense in a playoff game, that's I'm at least worried about it. Cause yeah, right that's now, not ideal. The team that has to do that as of right now would be the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. So here, yeah, here it is, right? Yeah. Who knows? I, I just, I, I would be very afraid to, to lay the fall. Like, I want to bet the Washington football team. That's what I'll say. I want to bet the football team, but I only want to do it if Alex Smith is, is, is on the field. Uh, quick Google says uh, he's uncertain if he can play Sunday, and Haskins was taking the first team rep. So uh, from the time we're recording this, it certainly looks like Haskins is going to be the uh, the starting quarterback, which would make the Seahawks the play in, in my mind. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Bill? Seahawks minus five in Washington. I, I think I like the Seahawks here. Washington, I, I mean, certainly comparatively to the beginning of the year, has has played significantly better. Um, but I don't know. Like the, the Steelers have been struggling lately, so they got a, a cheap win against them. Um, 49ers, like you said, like they were struggling as well. I think Seattle's going to be the best team they've played since. Wow. Well, well, they played Pittsburgh two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, Pittsburgh's struggling, but before that is, is probably the Rams, and it's mm-hmm. and the Rams destroyed them. Uh, I, I think I like the Seahawks side of this, um, and, and I think this will be a good test to see if Washington is actually a serviceable football team or not. Yeah. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate: the San Francisco 49ers head into Dallas to take on the Cowboys. San Francisco laying two and a half on the road. Uh, Craig, I'm going to let you do your thing, and then I'm going to quickly explain why we should be betting on this game but not watching. Go ahead, please, sir. Scott Hansen, do not show this game. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch. Do, does anyone want to watch Nick Mullins against Andy Dalton? Like, is that, Does that appeal to anybody? No, no it Scott doesn't. Hansen. Not, not watching-wise, betting-wise, though, the Dallas Cowboys you have to take, and they're going to be one of my five. The, I mean, this is Nick Mullins laying points on the road. It, it's just... Yep. Like that's it's as simple as that. And the Cowboys, I, I agree with you, and I think that that uh, Dallas can be one of my five as well. What I have concerns about is Dallas's defense has a bunch of players who are, let's be honest, not NFL starting caliber on the field. Fair. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan's gonna be watching that tape and being like, "I'm going at this guy. I'm going at this guy. I'm going at this guy." And what we've seen over the years is Kyle Shanahan can put together game plans that make a Nick Mullins offense competent. He was really yeah. bad against Washington, but this Cowboys defense is very, very like remarkably different from the Washington football team defense, I would say. Um, so I'd be stressed about that, but I think you're right that the Cowboys are still the play. Yeah, I I, I think it's got to be the Cowboys. And, yeah, so you have to bet on the Cowboys and then just not. And and it's a good, like, the, we're also in the point where the Niners might just be like, it's they might just be packing it in. Because I've heard a lot of talk about um, late season fatigue, especially among the vets and stuff like that, where it's like, I mean, if you think about it, these guys, like if you're the Niners, you're not making the playoffs. Um, if, if you're the Cowboys. Out, actually, I was looking at scenarios today. If the mm-hmm. Niners went out mm-hmm. and Arizona, uh, because they have a game left against Arizona. If the Niners went out and the Vikings lose once, the Vikings, by the way, play the Saints between now and the end of the season. 
The Niners are going to get in. Okay. So it's not so, impossible, but yeah, they they need they need their own three games to go their way, and they need the Saints to beat the Vikings. Their own three games are against the Cowboys, Cardinals, and against the Seahawks team in Week 17 that may or may not have anything on the line. So there's a scenario, but you're right that you got to be thinking, especially if you're the Niners, like, oh, this is just a cursed NFL season, and what's the point? Like, that's that's fair. Yeah. Well, who's the guy on Saturday on NBC doing the weird telestrator thing with all the playoffs? Yeah, guy, and now they got him on football, which is good stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Although it's weird, they need to get him like uh, they need to prop up that that screen they give him a little like about a foot higher because he's like hunched over weirdly when he's doing. Yeah, that. but I don't know. He, that's how he does it on. Ele- I think like, it's like a reference to like how he would do it was doing it on election night. Now I guess, it on yeah, just there. So I don't. Yeah. I, I suspect that he prefers it for some reason because <laughs> Maybe, he's like yeah. he's like John King on cocaine. Uh, <laughs> he's like hey yeah i'm watching cnn's election coverage but what would it be like if john king was doing cocaine well just flip over to nbc uh, <laughs> yeah well now we know yeah. oh there it is yeah that's, that's about how it would sound yeah uh either way i uh i think that uh I think the Cowboys are uh, are absolutely the play here, but I would love to hear Steve Kornacki break down the Niners' chance. If the Niners win this game, I'd like to hear Steve Kornacki break down their chances on Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, anything to add on this one, Billy? San Francisco uh, minus uh, two and a half on the road? Not particularly. I, I kind of like Dallas as well, and, and simply because I, I think Dalton found a little bit of rhythm. I think, uh, I mean, we were talking about it when he kind of first came in. Like, of all the backup quarterbacks in this league, you know, he's he's up there. Um, and then it was a little rocky to start, but I think he found a bit of rhythm. He settled down a little bit, uh, and because it's not in a primetime spot, Andy Dalton will play fine. So give me Dallas. Yeah, I agree. George Kittle's um, Kittle practice this week. Oh, okay. interesting. Now, does that Very mean George Kittle's going to be on the field Sunday? I don't know, but George Kittle's practice this week. Can Nick Mullins hit George Kittle even if he's wide open? Also, I don't know. <laughs> ah, no, that, that's uh, that's fair. That's fair. I you think that Kyle Shanahan will find like Ayuk, Ayuk certainly, and and Kittle if he's out there. Those guys are going to get the football in their hands with a chance to make plays. It's just a matter of uh, will they be able to do it. Hmm. Uh marquee match of the one o'clock slate. I'm saying it's Seattle in Washington. I think that's because uh, I mean it's there's not a lot of great matchups here. That's probably the only matchup of two potential playoff teams and should be a fun game to watch that offense against that defense. That, that I could still see the playoffs. No, probably not. Eh? No. Uh, no, Minnesota where if you went out, you, sh- you should be okay. As long as Arizona loses once. Yeah. So they got to win out and get help. So whoever yeah. wins this game has got a decent shot. Yeah. Chicago Vikings ah, is I a loser leaves that. town match. Yeah. yeah. No, is a loser leaves town match. Chicago's remaining schedule. Uh, this game uh, at the Jags, which should be a win, but here's the uh, the bugaboo. Uh, they have a home game against the Green Bay Packers, and barring some weird circumstances, Green Bay is going to have to win that game to have the bye. So mm-hmm. there's that pesky yeah. part of it. Yeah. Although, if you look at the Week 16 matchup, just look at the Vikings and Bears right now. Um, the Vikings are playing the Saints Week 16. The Bears are playing the Jaguars. So I know who I would think is more likely to make the playoffs of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh. Four o'clock slate. First up, the New York Jets head into Los Angeles to take on the Rams. The Lambs lo- Rams look extremely good right now. They're getting extra rest. All signs point to them crushing the Jets. The Rams are a minus 17.5 point favorite. And I'm going to say the same thing I said earlier when we talked about the Jags. If you don't have the stomach for it, do not bet on this game because you have to take the, Je- the New York Jets. 
Uh, like you, you, it's, well, just, it's. I took the Jets against Seattle, and I knew at about the four minute mark that I was going to mm-hmm. lose. That's true, but I mean, it's even even as bad as the New York Jets are. Rarely, rarely, rarely do teams get blown out uh, to that insane degree back to back. Like I said, it, either don't bet the game if you don't have the stomach on it to to take the points with the Jets. What do you think, Bill? Who is the monster in Vegas that decided you needed a hook on that seventeen point? <laughs> 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 no, no, not seventeen. Let's put another half point on there. <laughs> Well, it, well, that's a no-brainer. I better. Yeah, that it. is the, that is the hook on the on the on the two touchdowns and a field goal uh, lead, right? Like, it's just it's... filthy. I, I mean, yeah, take the points here, but man. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's bad. Anything to add on that one, Craig? No, I'm like, I think that if you're if you're betting the Rams, you're hoping they score on defense, and you know what? Maybe they will. Uh, yeah. Question about the Rams: Are they the second best team in the NFC? Um, from where I'm sitting right now, uh, no, I still got New Orleans and Green Bay ahead of them. That's fair. That's fair. But, I think. Uh, but I could think the they pack- beat either of those two teams uh, in a playoff game? Absolutely. Yeah, New Orleans, I'd put ahead of them. Green Bay, I think that's that's about an even match. I think that'd be. A- mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I look at the the. Uh, I think that we, we we haven't seen the Saints like I, I suspect the Saints' final form, even though it won't be this week, is going to be Drew Brees at quarterback instead of Taysom Hill, which is obviously better. Um, so uh, if the Saints defense continues to play the way they have, and they've got a good test coming up, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I think that they're probably still the team, but, uh, clearly, uh, the difference between the NFC championship game being at Lambeau field and being at the Superdome is a very significant difference. Absolutely. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles head into Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Cardinals minus six. They got off the schneid last week with a nice little victory over the Giants, which uh, the public was uh, – that that was one of the ones where the pub, uh, Vegas and the Sharps got uh, kicked because they were on the Giants. I know I was on the Giants, uh, was in the Giants. last week. Yeah, so were you. That was just wildly upsetting, unfortunately. But uh, what are you going to do? Um, Jalen Hurts. Did some stuff, and that definitely opened things up. I'm not going to say he was great, but definitely the, the threat he posed with his legs and the fact that he made a couple of passes early uh, made it so that the Saints had to kind of respect him a little bit, and that opened things up for him and, and Miles Sanders a lot. Stuff that they wouldn't have gotten from uh, Carson Wentz, unfortunately. But uh, I think the Cardinals are the play this week, even though I think the six is a little bit high. I thought this would be like four, four and a half maybe. Uh, the six is a little bit high, uh, which means I think that they're baiting me um, to take the Eagles, and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to – I'm gonna. they're not going to be one of my five for this purposes of this podcast, but I think I'm going to be taking the Cardinals on some tickets this week. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I like the Cardinals here. Um, I, I think that Eagles defense is beatable. Um, I, I, the Cardinals have been tough to read this year, but I think overall they've been pretty decent and average on both sides of the ball. And the, the Eagles have just been bad on both sides of the ball. So I, I'm comfortable taking the Cardinals here. I, I would have loved for this to have been about four, um, but I'm, I'm willing to lay the points. Uh, what do you have to add to this one? Craig Cardinals minus six at home. Uh, I think that it's the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I know it's six, but this, this is, oh yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, we, we got our big win over the Saints. That's cool. But you know you're not going anywhere. The mm-hmm. franchise is a mess. I just, I think that the Cardinals score some points in this game. 
I agree. Uh, next game, easily the matchup of the week. The Kansas City Chiefs headed perhaps, to New Orleans. Perhaps a, this season. This might be the best game of the regular season. That's true. Could be a potential Super Bowl preview. The yep. Kansas City Chiefs headed to New Orleans. Both teams needing this game, even though it's late in the season. they they got to maintain uh, shots at the bye weeks and whatnot. Uh, the Chiefs minus three and a half point favorite. This is going to be one of my five. And uh, I, I, this is a this is a uh, put your balls on the table pick for Matt Pierce here. I think I am going with the New Orleans Saints plus the three and a half, and they're going to be one of my five. I am I am on the Saints. I bet against the uh, the Chiefs last week. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it thoroughly, um, but uh, I managed to get there. It's not easy, but uh, I'm going to do it. And uh, Drew Brees uh, was uh, lifted off the IR today and was back at practice. So if, if Drew, obviously if Drew Brees, I was going to do it even with Taysom Hill under center, but uh, with Drew Brees under center, obviously that, that gives me much more confidence. And I would say if you like the Saints like I do, get them now because you're going to lose that half-point hook when uh, – you're going to lose that half-point hook if they announce Brees because some people are going to come in on, on the Saints and that's going to get pushed down to three for sure. Uh, Billy, what do you say? Chiefs minus three and a half in New Orleans. I love the Saints here. I mean, assuming – Nice. We, Woo! Yeah, assuming we get uh, – Drew Brees here. I, I certainly wouldn't want Taysom Hill with this line. Um, but if you get Drew Brees here, I mean, the, the Saints are one of the best teams in the league. Like, you're getting points in one of the hardest places to go in and win in this league. Uh, absolutely, I like the Saints here. Nice. I thought I might be on my own. Craig, what do you think? Where are you? I think it's the Saints. Oh, <laughs> Oh man, this is great! All three of us. I did not think this. I didn't think it would be a clean sweep with us on the Saints. I I, 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 I get more than a field goal betting on the Saints at the Superdome. Yeah. What is? No. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I, I I'm here to tell you. Doesn't I this don't game think... feel like it comes down to the last play anyway? Yeah. Because like, I, I think and I'm here. What, what this? And if, if it comes down to the last play, you're probably going to be okay if you have the points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just feel as though New Orleans has the horses to say. Oh yeah, we're gonna make this a game where you get one possession a quarter, mm-hmm. and they have the defense to say, "Well, you know, Mahomes is gonna score, but it's not gonna be as easy against us as it is against some of the other teams." So yeah, I want the Saints. And they have the defense to play the bump and run that the Chiefs like to play, right? Like they got the speed to keep up with some of those guys, and they uh, the linebackers. I think the fascinating to... matchup is gonna be yeah, they've got some good coverage linebackers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be very interesting to see what the Saints do with their safeties because I would suspect. And, may, and the Saints are going to see this coming, obviously. But the game plan the Chiefs had against Buffalo was, oh, you're going to put your safeties up there? Okay, well, Edwards Hilaire, every play. Eight yards mm-hmm. a clip. Yeah. I suspect the Chiefs are looking at that potential uh, possible. It might have a, it might be a similar-looking game plan to what Buffalo did, is what I'm saying. It might be, yeah. Uh, in, in that case, they better not let uh, Clyde's over the layer run for 200 in that game. I, that was that yes. was gross. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I, I the Saints are, are are the play here. You know the public is going to be all over the Chiefs. It's just man, you, yeah, you're getting three points with the safe. Saints. I will offer uh, this. I very very much hope that this is a Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be all like, right. Is, I, like is it, if if we were to just pick, this is what we want the Super Bowl to be. Wouldn't this be it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some there's some great. I mean, I know there, there's some people who would argue Mahomes versus Rogers too, but uh, just, Actually, just that, that would also. I, I think yeah. that I think Kansas City wins that game by three scores. 
Yeah, that that would be the thing too. I I just think that Andy Reid would just eviscerate that crappy Packer defense. The Saints present a different Mm -hmm. challenge. Yeah, I I I completely agree. That that would be a a, a tremendous football game. Or like you know, Chiefs Rams would be pretty sexy too. You know, there's there's there's, watch Chiefs Rams. Yeah, there's some there's some some great options here. Um, If the Super Bowl was you know. Jets versus Bengals would probably find time for it. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, if people don't support that thing. It might not make it, Craig. That's uh, right. <laughs> uh, anything else to add on Chief Saints? Not for me. All right, let's no, move on. I, to I, yeah, I want. I, I want the Saints. I think the Saints are going to be one of my five. I. I, I really yeah. believe them. I agree. Hook this game to my veins. Uh, next up, the Cleveland Browns heading to New York Sunday nighter. They flex this game out uh, from Cowboys Niners, if I remember correctly. Correct. Which good decision. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, good decision. Um, but uh, I mean, obviously, whichever teams, uh, whichever network had Chiefs Saints, they were like, nope. (laughs) Yeah, so CBS that has it, and I would be, yeah, I would stun. That's gonna be a Nance Romo game, right? Watch Saints, and then CBS, like CBS gets, you know, they're having many black ball of the year for flexing, and they're, I'm sure that they're looking mm-hmm. at the schedule and like sort of seeing how things lined up in like week three. And they're like, well, we're saving one of those for chief saints and mm-hmm. uh, good decision by them. Um, that being said, like, you know, the giants, you know, they, they have a chance to make the playoffs. The Browns are the most, com- this is the most competitive Browns team of mm-hmm. 30 years. So yeah, I know it's, it's pretty good. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, the Browns are minus four and a half point favorites in New York. Uh, the Browns coming off, Perhaps the best game. I mean, I mean, Baker Mayfield played professionally. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I am going to be on the Giants. The Giants are going to be one of my five. This game opened up at four. It's now four and a half. The public came in on the Browns today. I just think this is such a letdown spot for the Browns. I think the Giants defense is, is pretty good. It's obviously, uh, Betting on Danny Dimes is uh, see that's not... that's thought process is I just think I think yeah. that, like you know the Browns defense didn't look good on on mm-hmm. Monday so I don't know if this is a letdown spot for them they get another national TV game they they're maybe going to be fired up to show people that hey maybe maybe we're not terrible so yeah. I think the Browns defense plays well enough and I think they're okay yeah I'm 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 on the Giants uh, it's it's not going to be easy nor fun for me to watch but I'm I'm going to be on the Giants plus the four and a half just because I think it's a spot it's a big good letdown spot the Browns left it all on the field last week and now they got a short week going into prime time again against against this Giants defense which is no joke I mean I we we love to joke about these NFC teams but the the Giants defense can can play a lick um it to me it just comes down to if if Daniel Jones can just hang on to the football, which is you know a dubious prospect at, at best. But uh, I, I just think the Giants are the are the I have a feeling here. Um, going to, and, and we didn't see a lot of him. Um, like you know, he made some plays, but I have a feeling there's like there's there's a large Miles Garrett play in this game. That's what I think mm-hmm. is something. Else. Um, Billy, how do you feel about this one? Browns minus four and a half. Yeah, I think I got to go with the Browns here. I I think the Giants are terrible. And you're right, the def- the defense is not terrible all things considered um but if you can't get daniel jones out there completing passes and and actually holding the ball for longer than three plays um it's it's just going to be cleveland getting another shot another shot another shot and cleveland doesn't score every time they're not a high-flying offense but you keep giving them shots and they'll get there eventually they'll grind their way there um daniel jones last week was 11 for 21 with 127 yards and arizona's defense is not that great no. Um, I think I like Cleveland here, even with the points. 
Yeah, he submarined them last week, Daniel Jones. It's weird. I, like, I'd love to say, I, I, I would love to, be, you know, bang the drum of, we'll play Colt McCoy, but that's <laughs> that's not the answer either. Right? That's simply not the answer. Um, last game, the Monday night. I don't think this will require much analysis. The Pittsburgh Steelers headed into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Steelers laying 12 and a half on the road. This is another one. If you can't stomach it, don't bet on it. You have to take the Bengals. A 12 and a half point home dog it's just you don't get home dogs with this big a line i it's not fun it's not going to be pretty the steelers are a little bit weird and wonky right now maybe injuries have caught up to them ben, ben roethlisberger is clearly hurt as well they they seem like they're trying to protect him and uh the, the old uh plays of ben roethlisberger where he would scramble around and guys would bounce off of him when and would be sacks end up being uh you know 30 yard Plus completions downfield. Those days are over for. Still got uh, that state, though, man. That thing is for real. Oh yeah, yes. He still, <laughs> he still got that. He still like, the, especially on on the seam passes with the, when he pumps the sluggo and so. Like, oh, yeah, he's really I'm good. biting on those. Like I start looking for the yes. ball out of his hand. But like they just don't have the running game right now to cover up. No. Uh, the fact that he's hurt and it's it's killing him in some of these games. It probably won't cost him this game against the Steelers, but twelve and a half is too high. Uh, anything to add on this one, Craig? Yeah, I don't want to bet on this game. This like this is uh, it's a nice Monday night game from the perspective of I don't like I don't see any reason why I need to watch it. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a little bit depressing of a Monday nighter. I'd rather see Seahawks Washington in this uh, in this spot, but what are you gonna do? Uh Bill, anything to add on this one? Yeah, I, I think you gotta go Bengals here. I know the Bengals are terrible, but and you mentioned all these reasons already, but I I think they're pretty important. Pittsburgh has you've seen what, two weeks in a row where they've just struggled? Um, mm-hmm. And now they're coming and you're getting 13 points at home for Cincinnati on a team that you watched struggle for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a no brainer to me. Take Cincinnati. I mean, yes, Cincinnati could come out and, and lose by 32. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, but this is a prime spot to take them and and, and just hope for the best. Uh, one thing you could suggest that would make it better for the Pittsburgh Steelers would be this is the first week that they have had where like one of the arguments you can make for them is, is this will be the first time in three weeks where there hasn't been any schedule fuckery for them. So they've actually had a full week of practice at like regularly scheduled times, plus an extra day of rest. Cause they got the Monday night game. So do they look a little, ooh, excuse me. Do they look a little more in sync because of, because of that sort of thing? I don't know. Uh, another spot would, uh, another argument against them covering this game is uh, they get the Colts next week uh, coming to town. So is this a look ahead spot for the Steelers? Are they a little, uh, although it's tough to have a look ahead spot after you've lost two in a row and including the loss of a perfect season, but potential look ahead spot there, but yeah, you just got to hold your nose and take the Bengals. Um, That is it for week 15. All that's left to do is give our picks. Uh, Craig and Bill, you guys tied last week with a three and two, but uh, Bill, I think you led last week. So Craig, why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week 15? Sure. Uh, I am uh, going to be taking the, uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Washington football team. I am going to take the New Orleans Saints. I'll be taking the Browns. And my last one, I went kind of back and forth on it a few times, but um, my last one's going to be the Vikings. All right. Billy, week 15, who you got? 
Yeah, I got a few overlapping with Craig here. I'll take the Dolphins as well. And I'll take the Browns as well. But I will take the Cardinals. I will take the Colts. And for that last one, I'm I will take Buffalo. I think I think that defense is gonna screw with them. Give me Buffalo. Billy taking all favorites this week. Hmm. Um I'm gonna be with Craig on New Orleans. Give me New Orleans. I'm taking Carolina plus the eight and a half. I'm with Craig as well with Minnesota. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. And for the last one, I'm gonna go I'm gonna fade both of you guys. I'm taking the New York Giants. I'll give you I'll give you Cleveland. It was earlier. It was minus four. I wrote it down as minus five, four and a half. But I'll give you the Cleveland minus four because I did see it at minus four earlier. But I am giving myself the plus four and a half. Um, maybe yeah, maybe so, when I push, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Uh, that'll be it for the crossover podcast this week. Uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, Facebook.com/slash crossoverpodcast, and SoundCloud.com/slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please check us out on there and pop up our numbers. Leave us a review on all of those sites as well. Thank you very much. Uh, that'll be it for this week. We will be back next week talking uh, week 16 uh, with some Christmas Day matchups and whatnot. Little Viking Saints, you boys, a little Christmas Day matchup for you there, uh, Billy. But uh, we'll be back at our usual Wednesday time. And, uh, yeah, that will be it for this week. Craig, Bill, as always, pleasure doing this with you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you next week on the Crossover Podcast.